Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Hi, Adrian. Hello. Hi, Dan. Howdy. <laughs> Welcome to Bad Movies Rock, everyone. I miss making them wait to say anything. I miss doing the cold open and then introducing our guests. I feel like, one, it's more professional yeah, and it sounds sure. better. And two, uh-huh. I like lording that power over them. They speak yeah. when I say they can speak. <laughs> I like immediately subverting that and just immediately make as much noise as possible. Yeah, that was our trouble when we did that with TJ and Dan with Hobbs and Shaw's. They they would not actually be quiet during the whole they should be so quiet noxious. sequence. I know. It was hilarious. It, it added to the, the whole pageantry of the situation. I, I think it was delightful. And I want to go back to a cold open and making our guests be silent. I have spoken. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. sticking with the silence. <laughs> See, Adrian, so respectful. That's why she's our number one guest. Dan? Oh, look at him. I can't oh. be silent anymore. I can't do it. I <laughs> can't tried. do it. I'm Dan, and I'm here on this podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're back. We've brought together an elite team here, folks, uh, to discuss the glorious Alien versus Predator. Or AVP, as it will always be known as. Or the Adrian biopic. (laughs) A movie like this requires experts. I mean, you can't just have two amateurs off the street dissect a film quite this, I want to say, special. And so you need someone who is conversant with the franchises that this attempts to mash together. Who knows whether or not it's successful. That's why we have an expert. So we have Dan to bring in the Predator alien perspective. And then we have Adrian to bring in the perspective of this is her life and she lived it. Uh, this is the unofficial biopic of Adrian, badass woman in the Arctic. The Antarctic. <coughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> to be clear. Both both equally impressive, I'd say. You know, Adrian's entire <laughs> life spent researching and producing incredible amounts of research and uh, checking it and you know sharing it with the world. And, you know, me consuming... Uh, all of these Fox films. <laughs> Equally relevant. Uh, so make of that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> Equally equally time consuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A- Adrian will be able to talk to you about how accurate the uh, the temperatures are, the, the digging expedition could have been, and I will tell you the backstory of Wayland. Nice. Yeah, I mean, honestly, on this podcast, it's, it's you know, it's 50-50, and Amber and I are at zeros, so Whoa. we'll, we'll Whoa. let you take it away. Whoa. Oh. I yes, have Amber. my own rich inner life that I bring to this podcast, okay? I might not have facts or information, but I have panache. You do. I've got chutzpah. Mm-hmm. All the chutzpah. I've got bullshit and chicanery coming out all of my multiple orifices. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we're going to get to the orifices thing later. That's going to oh. be like a theme. Just to, just good. I'm glad I'm glad that was brought up. Yep. Get a get a <laughs> check off <Chekhov's> orifices. <laughs> I'm surprised it took me 5 minutes to bring it up. We are going to check off those. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Megan, do your thing. All right. So, um, this Wait, I'm just is... going to interrupt real quick. Um, Go so, ahead. Yes, please. Uh, I just noticed that in the pregame to this, I was uh, being a jerk and making lots of sound by drinking my water as loudly as possible. I just looked out of my notes and realized I had actually spilled water all over my notes. <laughs> it's just a blur. <laughs> uh, 
Cool. Sorry, um, Meg. So go ahead. Tell to- me about this. Totally movie. worth. Totally worth it for the gag that happened off air. <laughs> so, so to be clear, you did something to try and ruin the audio quality mm-hmm. that then inadvertently is going to ruin the content quality because mm-hmm. you now no longer have your notes. Nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> High five, my dude. Sorry, Excellent. Meg. As you were. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie is about when um, the, the predators want to have their like um, big hunt. They hunt aliens. Obviously, they're the most dangerous game. And the most logical place to have that hunt is in pyramids that have been built on Earth. Now, there used to be a lot more of them, but uh, now there's only one pyramid left. It is the the Antarctic, and it is buried under, what was it, some a mile beneath the, no, 2,000 feet beneath the ice. Um, and so every 100 years, the predators come back. They have to either lure humans there or in the past, apparently, they'd um, had human worshippers that would sacrifice themselves so the aliens could grow. They've got a frozen alien mom under the Arctic in the pyramid, and they just need to um, resurrect some aliens so that they can have a hunt. And uh, then they uh, then they leave. So this is about one of those once-in-a-hundred-year excursions and uh the arctic antarctic team that um comes to investigate this um under ice temple and uh the predators that come to uh, murder the aliens that get deposited in in these uh, adventurers tumtums yeah so then do we do recommendations yeah, now it's time for recommendations <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i did that pretty good yeah nice work I mean, I feel like you, you focused you focused a lot on the predators and a little bit on the aliens and not at all on the people. I mean, this is really about the people, Megan. Is it? It is 100% about the people. Is it? Yes. Hmm. I only care about one of the people. Yes. Yes. Without the people, there'd be no aliens. So exactly, you Megan. You have to care Come about on. the people. Yeah. You gotta care about the people. At least a little bit. If only as fuel for the chestbursters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Gestational chambers. I did, let's refer from for the rest of this podcast. Let's refer to each person as so and so, comma the gestational chamber, comma <laughs> or the gestational gestation. I'm having a hard time saying that word. Gestational You're chamber, a, known as um, yes, you know, name. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. The meat suit, mm-hmm. <laughs> the flesh egg. God. Wow, Amber, do another. <laughs> the bipedal womb. Ooh, bipedal womb. Yes. Very good. I mean, to be fair, I'm kind of already a bipedal womb, but I like that all of like with the aliens bring a true sort of egalitarian sense to bipedal mm. womb. It doesn't matter what your gender is. You yeah. are a bipedal womb for a xenomorph. Yeah. That's beautiful. It is. Hmm. We're 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 all just tum tums to be exploded out of. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Men, women, dogs, zebras. Mm-hmm. I want to see a zebra alien. Oh, that'd be cute. Wouldn't it be cute? Would Straight it be people. a zebra alien? Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes, it would be. Yeah. Amber, what do the critics say about this movie? <laughs> no. The critics, <laughs> the critics said no about this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. 29 from the critics, 58 from the users. 
The highest review was a fitty. The wow. highest the highest review was a failing score. <laughs> yeah. The tomato meter had an even lower 20 for the critics and 39 for the audience. Um, I don't understand. I truly I truly don't understand. Was there yeah. no joy to be had in this movie? I don't know. Everyone's wearing too many clothes. That's really <laughs> That's that's your takeaway yeah. is uh, why are they? The, you know? the women absolutely are wearing too many yeah. clothes. Why on earth where, did they set this in such a cold place? Where are the tube tops? Where are the mini skirts? Where are the mesh over tank tops? Ugh. Well, again, I I think that that's because they're trying to be accurate to like what people would have to wear. Um, oh, and they! Oh. I, 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 I'm pretty sure they absolutely were. If 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 I remember correctly, no face coverings. Very few people wearing gloves. I'm I'm assuming that's that's totally totally kosher for Antarctic winters. Yeah, let's get Adrian's expertise in on this real quick because um, I've the the top question I want to ask you is the Antarctic. Is that the North Pole or the South Pole? <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, just to be clear, that question is not belittling your intellect, which I would never do. It's belittling mine. I just yeah. want to be really clear about that. Okay. Earth has one pole that has land, and it is the South Pole, the Antarctic. There you go. Mm-hmm. So the Arctic is just some bullshit. It is mostly floating ice. Yeah. And a shrinking like a shrinking said. mass of floating ice at that. So. Well, now I'm just sad. Now it got apocalyptic. Think about yeah. the polar bears dying. Yeah. Mm, polar bears eat seals. I kind of like seals better than polar bears. So. Mm. Thanks, nature. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I, more uh, seriously, as we're watching the movie, we see that they're there and they've chosen to set it in darkness, which they was probably just a you know an atmosphere situation. But Adrian, you said that if it was in darkness, then that would have corresponded to it being in the winter. And like we I was enjoying reading your commentary on exactly how bad it would be if they were walking around in a tank top. Um, how cold might it have been at that time? Or, or can you actually share some light on what it would have been like for them to be walking around without much protective gear yeah i have to self-own on this because um the island that they go to um is a real island that's actually a thousand miles off the coast of antarctica which is basically you're not even in the antarctic ocean you're in the southern ocean now like you're not i why are they talking about antarctica they're not there um so so this island is like far enough north that even in the winter it'd be hovering around freezing so it's it's feasible that they wouldn't lose their faces um, even in the winter. Definitely wouldn't be the case if they were on the continent. But yeah, no, they're a thousand miles away. Okay. So that's like being in Minneapolis and claiming you're in New York. Okay. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Lies. Posers. You know what? None of these blurbs mention how inaccurate any of the science is. They get get mad about the creature effects. They get mad about how he just messes with the alien and predator mythology whenever he feels like it. Uh, I think my least favorite blurb was from Luke Thompson of the Dallas Observer. Well, Sine Lathan's in there somewhere is the smart and sexy ass-kicking chick, but it's really all about the monster disembowelments, which happen often. She's a woman, so she's a smart and sexy ass-kicking chick, not... The badass heroine, or the kick-ass scientist, or the... 
lone survivor who manages to kill aliens with a spear and her just general awesomeness. She makes great strides for humanity in terms of like connecting with another species on a level we haven't before, but let's remember her boobs. Chick. Yep. <laughs> Which we don't see because it's a cold place and she's dressed sort of almost appropriately. At the very least, no cleavage. It's not like the alien movies where she's running around in a tank top and underwear. I'm not saying that Sigourney Weaver is any less badass because of those clothes. Honestly, I would say she's more badass because of the vulnerability that those clothes create in the space. But this woman is not running around for the sake of sexiness, nor would I in any way think of her as a chick. <laughs> she is a professional leading an expedition. No one even really overtly hits on her or necessarily yeah. challenges her yeah. authority. There's there's no... Her gender is, is kind of a non-issue, largely in the film, which I think is cool. And again, not mentioned any of the blurbs. They complain about... A lot of esoteric alien versus predator stuff. They complain about the creature effects and the special effects and the story. But, you know, they don't give it its props for doing something cool with the woman in the center of the film. A woman of color at the center of the film. Yeah. And they also don't eviscerate it for its science. <laughs> <laughs> These critics didn't do their jobs. Yeah. A lot of them that on Rotten Tomato are saying that they um, they take too long to get to the interesting bit. Um, oh, you mean the bad special effects takes too long yeah. to get there? <laughs> yeah, it takes too long to get to the bad special effects. But they have to build the interesting and intricate mythology, Megan. Mm -hmm. They have to introduce these characters that we definitely get to know and invest in. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to agree with Matthew Lucas above everyone else, um, <clears throat> who says, even at its most over-the-top, our heroine's climactic team-up with a predator, it's uh, it's still just so deliriously entertaining that it can't be dismissed. Thank you, Matthew Lucas. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't think they I don't think they reviewed it properly. Yes, you should take into account the Alien and the Predator franchises. It's purporting to be a part of them. But there are so many other aspects to this movie that you could take on its own merits as being, you know, kind of sort of sci-fi horror action thing that just uses familiar elements to do something else entirely, which to my mind was actually kind of entertaining. Yeah, it, I I like this movie in part because it it asks this big what if, what if there's something significant under the ice in Antarctica and we just haven't found it yet. Um, it's a vast continent. Um, and the ice is incredibly thick in places, you know, 3,000 uh, meters. But yeah, like imagine, imagine there's actually something there. <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> what, imagine imagine what if that something could... is the alien from the alien movies. <laughs> yeah. Turns out we didn't have better. to go deep into space to find it. It was just here. It was just here. You just had to drill. Except you didn't have to even drill because the, the predator ship's going to just laser it from space. It's all cryogenically frozen lizard-like species down there. Yeah. It's beautiful. I like, it. I, like, I like the mystery. Well, thank you, critics, for, as always, missing the mark about everything. Yes. <laughs> Give us something to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, where do we even... Gosh, where do we even start with this movie? Um, I'll get. Let me give. A, let me give a little bit of a, the lore context, right? Okay. At the time this movie came out, which actually I didn't get the year. Do we know the year? Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Okay, right. So 
this movie at the time was a sequel to all of the Predators movies at the time, but a prequel to all of the Aliens movies at the time. Um, and the Predator uh, like uh, crew and directors and producers all eagerly accepted this as canon in the Predator universe, and the Alien uh, counterparts disavowed it completely. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, which I think speaks a little bit to the standards of those two different universes, at least at the time. Mm. Um, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna happily say I, I. I loved watching this film. I loved watching it with the three of you. I loved watching it the first time I ever saw it um, as an experience. I also, I also really don't like the film, and I'm happy to like uh, again in the sense of like. I think part of the, what this podcast is all about is like in getting joy from movies, however good or bad the critics might think that they are like, and that's where I'm at. Like I'm get I got a lot of joy from this movie, but I also the like alien and predator fanatic in me was disappointed by the things that they did and the rules that they broke and things like that. Uh, so I'll be happy to chime in on that. But I did think it was interesting that the, that the two different franchises so happy to try to like get some money from this uh, and I'd possibly make a good film. Um, treat it very differently um and also just the timing of it that like all the predators movies came before um yeah, that's, and, that's uh, super yeah. interesting and especially that i mean they 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 had bishop in it they had um lance mm. hendrickson plays uh Waylon, who is the like the the like hoity-toity billionaire um head of this whole you know project um and lance hendrickson also plays bishop the android in the first alien movie hypothetically that yeah built on his design biological design whatever yep yep so how do you explain that alien folklorists <laughs> mm. i mean they just then went ahead and made prometheus so i don't think their standards are all that high at the end of the yeah. day i think they just wanted them to be higher wanted to believe that they were higher yeah okay there you go. Um, also, there was a penguin in this movie very briefly. What if there were peng penguin penguins? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. And 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 should the rest of this podcast be about merging <laughs> creature names plus aliens? Yes. Right. We've got Predalien. Yep. We've got a uh, dang. I already forgot. Adrian, what did you say earlier? Zebralian. Zebralian. Yep. Of course. Zebra. Penguin. Yep. Good. Good. Whalian, Whalian. Yeah. I mean, come on. The the aliens sank into the sea. Yeah. There's definitely going to be some Whalians and yep. some mm -hmm. Shalians. <laughs> oh, what Oct Octopalians? Mm. Narwhalians. Okay. Narwhal. <laughs> My dream has come true. This is what the rest of the podcast is. <laughs> the sea just got a lot deadlier. <laughs> Whalian sounds like what you get if Wayland gives birth mm -hmm. to an alien. Ooh. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. Yeah. First, first hearing that, having lived in the in, in the story in the last day, I was thinking of him, his chest bursting. Yeah. Um, where do we even want to start here, folks? Um, recruitment. Ah, yes, recruitment. Yes. So, Adrian, um, how does uh, how does our hero of this movie Lex Woods played by uh Sanan Lathan um how does she get recruited into this Antarctic ice mission Oh she has this great opening scene where she's climbing up an icefall and someone calls her on her cell phone 
and she answers it like mm-hmm. i'm Obviously. not i'm not an in infinite peril here if i talk to you i'm gonna just keep climbing with my ice picks um so she's they're asking her to come to antarctica and lead an expedition and she's saying it would take me so long to get back to the world and it's like oh just kidding i'm standing on the top of this icefall with a helicopter ready to pick you up mm-hmm. um and and so she gets on that helicopter and gets recruited into the project she shows a lot of resistance to going she's like the one person who's like oh this is dumb no wait this is dumb (laughs) hey maybe (laughs) this is a bad idea yeah we don't have enough information so this is dumb yep she's she's willing to sit and listen and i i respect that she's like all right what what is this i mean you're gonna fund my research and they make it clear that she knows who whalen is knows about his corporation and is antagonistic towards it because she's an environmental scientist and like wilderness guide. So she was ready to be sued by them again, but they're willing to fund her next project. So she's like, okay, there's some good in this for me. I'll sit and listen. And then as soon as she hears how cockamamie their scheme is, she walks the fuck out. No and, question. Just it's, done. Yeah. And a lot of it's about like safety. Like yeah. the, the, her biggest concerns aren't like you're doing this stupid thing thing for stupid reasons it's like hey we don't have enough time to like be trained for the safety you need to you know think about when you're in these conditions these these balmy conditions a thousand miles off the coast of antarctica yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean honestly new york was colder last week so Hmm. (sighs) houston was colder yeah true true anyway but Meg, that's a great point. Like she, it it wasn't about the greed or or anything like that. It was just you're not going to give me three weeks to prepare this team. No, I'm not going to be held accountable for your failure to have them. You know, which then was turned around and she was guilt tripped into like, well, uh, she like provided three other names. They're like, nope, none of them will do it. Um, and then people like sat out looking at uh, Aurora Borealis with her and was like, this is beautiful. Too bad we're all going to die if you don't come. And she's mm-hmm. like, fine. <laughs> yep one one of them one of them had shown her pictures of his kids, and was like, "Oh, you won't even do it for my cute children." She's like, "They're not that cute." <laughs> one maybe my favorite moment of the film actually because it's like they had already tried to raise the stakes by having this guy show that he has two kids, right? And which is kind of a cheap way of doing it, but fine, whatever. Um, but the movie calls itself out for that being a cheap way to do it. And she doubles down on that and is like, no, they're not that cute. Like, which is hilarious. Good good for her. Good moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a little something insidious here where she says, contact this person, contact this person. And they're like, oh, we did. It's like, those are the three white guys we called before we called you, lady. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. <laughs> it's like, we, we did try to get them, but... Uh... We didn't just bag them and throw them in the helicopter, but you, you're petite. Yeah, we could do that with you. <laughs> yeah. Should we get to the drill site? Well, yeah. So <laughs> one thing that they discover on their way over in this like uh, icebreaker ship thing they've got going um, is that the drill site, because they brought all these like, you know, ice drillers, um all of a sudden now has just a perfectly aligned uh um 30 degree uh, angle 30 degree angle um hole dug tunnel dug from the surface uh to their their pyramid under ice pyramid huh in 24 hours that just appeared well the pyramid itself also just appeared 
That's true. It just all of a sudden, their satellites picked up like a hot spot under the yes. ice. And, and it's just, ooh, oh, well, this is suddenly here. And oh, it's the perfect outline of a pyramid that just happens to be under 2,000 feet of ice. Let's go check this thing out that suddenly appeared. Mm-hmm. And Let's oh, once quickly. we got here, look at this. Well, they don't want anyone else to get there of first, course, Megan. That's why yeah. they're not willing to take safety precautions. If somebody else right. gets there, they, can they own it. it. Right? That's how it works. You That's own how it things works. you find. Whoever gets there first owns it. You colonize it. Yeah, you discovered it. Oh no! If we're t- going by colonization rules, it's whatever white person gets there first mm. owns it. <laughs> yes. Sorry, it's, it's, those are two different re- lessons. Like yep. one, like Good point. Archaeology finds. I mean, again, actually, it's actually kind of similar. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pretty much the of, same. A lot of archaeology is also based on when a white person found it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn what? it. Never mind. The rules are all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Along the way, we learn that Wayland's interest in this endeavor, the reason he's pushing everyone into their own demise, is that he feels like he has no legacy, despite, you know, being the founder and CEO of yeah wayland industries he's like mm-hmm. oh you know the stock price is gonna dip when i die and that's all so let me get these people murdered that's what they'll remember <laughs> me for that, that will really set me apart from everyone <laughs> i want to be remembered for a massacre yeah and, and or the release of a alien species on a planet like not just the 10 people here but possibly global annihilation mm-hmm. yeah to be fair people write a lot of books about failed antarctic expeditions so you make That's a good true. point. He can get yeah. a book written about a failed almost Antarctic expedition. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a thousand <laughs> miles closer to the equator. Yep. The, the thing that bothered me about this perfect 30 degree angle drill um, cylindrical gap uh, down to the pyramid that appeared overnight using technology that their drilling expert says is not something that any person can do, which like is so close to acknowledging that like this has to be some thing extraterrestrial or something, but doesn't get there. And then they sort of like all pause and like look up at the nearby building that has a perfect laser cut circle from space you know and like the the connection is so clear to us and i mean even even the camera work sort of has it panning up and back to see the point of view of space um and yet nobody on the ground acknowledges i I don't mind it being ridiculous i don't mind there being aliens or predators those all good part of the program but like that the characters will like look up at at something so obvious you know it's like the uh, the diehard, they're shooting the lights moment where you just want to be like, come on, like this is obvious and nobody addresses it. It's like that's that's bad writing, and I was I was hoping for more. The characters can be dumb, but not necessarily idiotic. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I I love the fact that you know you just it's an expedition. We're gonna try and get here first. Like we we've seen the satellite images, and a few hours after, oh, there's there's suddenly a hole here. Look at this Convenient. hole. Oh, we we can totally see the hole from space too. Any questions? Not a one. All right, let's go in. <laughs> well, yeah, this is weird. Hmm. There's a there's a name for holes in the ice that are circles, and then it's Hermie holes. Um, and usually, if you're making a Hermie hole, it's because you're making a toilet. So mm. you you ah. um, like a two foot cylinder is is melted out of the ice, and then you put an outhouse over it with these um, like foam insulated seats, so that when you actually like take your pants off and poop in the antarctic continent the only women get to pee inside of the um inside of the outhouses the men have to pee at the pee pole 
and you know how cold it is based on whether or not the pee freezes before it hits the peephole. Wow. But, okay, back to the Hermie hole. This so is awesome. you poop into the Hermie hole, and it doesn't have an odor. You're sitting on this um, NASA-invented foam that keeps your butt warm, so there's like a breeze through your outhouse, and yet your bum is so toasty. Hmm. And then your poop becomes a poopsicle in the ice sheet <laughs> and slowly very slowly makes its way to the ocean it's beautiful wow. this is awesome That's- so then so then do you just fill like put water in the hole after you're done with that they don't they don't cap the holes i don't know no. i don't know I mean, like i've never take away the no okay i've never closed up a camp right okay. so that's usually okay. someone the scientists come to the camp after it's open they leave before it closes so i have no idea if they mm. close the harmony holes or if, i'm pretty sure they just leave them and let snow drift into them yeah yeah i love antarctica so so adrian your your poop is somewhere encased in ice <laughs> in the antarctic that's awesome that's or amazing two. generations from now they're gonna clone adrian <laughs> they're gonna be able to tell you exactly what works. i was eating yep yeah. um and i'm sorry because that's and that's an awesome piece of information that i didn't know and now i do and i'm embarrassed by the connection i'm about to make uh, but but this is meg's fault um adrian said something about for the guys they like sort of pee out a hole and now i'm thinking about in Snowpiercer, how in a train, you know, you can get your arm pushed out of the train so that it instantly freezes, and then they just break it off for you. And so, just as a funny, as a funny prank, uh, somebody, some man, pull, pull, you know, peeing out a hole, you just push him, you just push him, and then boom, <laughs> and then and slap and uh, tinkle tinkle. Oh wow! <laughs> it's actually That's... it's actually a pee pole. Mm. pole mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. just this place where you're mm-hmm. supposed to stand and pee and you just pee directly onto the ice sheet ah got it um <laughs> and then you hope that the prevailing wind direction doesn't change because you can only really stand on one side of the pee pole mm. because the other side is all frozen pee and it's too slippery but uh-huh wow yeah that is it's wild. What much more fun than watching your spit freeze before it hits the ground is watching your pee freeze when it's wow. on its way but again yeah. this island not that cold <laughs> not that cold yeah not that cold oh I, I like how it's also a misdirection that we are we were ready to gear up and fight this movie on the fact that they weren't being realistic on how the the clothing they were wearing but instead we need to fight this movie on how dumb the characters were that they didn't identify what continent they were on or, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I have like when I realized that they were talking about Bouvet Island because they were using the Norway Norwegian name, which is like Bobatoya something, right? But it's Bouvet Island. It's very far from Antarctica. It is like it hovers around freezing all the time, and yes, it is covered with ice. But like that ice is right around freezing, so like they would just like go into the ice and slide down a water tunnel and end up at the bottom in a lake. You know, like ugh. Mm. I mean, obviously, this is all I could think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the fact that she was so insistent that untrained people wouldn't be safe on that ice. I mean, that is definitely different terrain than, say, being in Vermont when it's below zero. But I don't need special training to hang out here when it's like 15 degrees. That's just what <laughs> life is. They really gave us the impression of cold, like there's very like dry, powdery snow and how quickly like the bodies sort of like have kind of icy faces and things like that. I really, I thought 
that was kind but, of fun but bodies what what oh. where did bodies come from yes just the uh hanging upside down bodies of the entire drill crew who apparently came on this expedition just so people could die above the pyramid as well as inside yes exactly and the predators could do their normal like let's hang people up um because we're we just like to be terrifying yeah it was a sweet sweet predator pregame there was you know they were there to hunt aliens sure as some sort of rite of passage but when you just have like a whole drill clue that's just like hanging up above where the pyramid of sacrifice is why not just like kill them a little for fun just like work out the kinks, you know, get yeah. used to earth gravity. Yeah, and those yeah, and like you said, those poor drillers—they didn't even get to drill. They're just mm-hmm. yeah, they're just there to die. Yep, and have a billionaire be like, "Someone must have gotten here before us." And like, no, that's it's really not possible. There is no human on Earth who could do what this is. And there's no, there's zero equipment or signs of people having been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No and further also, questions. Stay right here next to the hole. Yeah, please. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't go back anywhere warm. Yeah. Just stay right here. Yeah. That, that yeah, ship so, is not for you. No, it is not. The um the whole thing is, is in this, um, the reason why there's a building there is because it's a old whaling village. And a hundred years ago, um, all the people disappeared from this whaling village. Huh, how strange. Very briefly mentioned the problem I have with the whaling village in the middle of the island. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I, why right? was it in the middle of the island? Who would? No one would put a whaling village that far away from the coast. The, what? So they just dragged the whale from the coast <laughs> to the village to process it. That was their plan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The bones are like perfectly picked clean. Like that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No gristle. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, the penguins got to it, I think. <laughs> Those carnivorous penguins. That would be upsetting. <laughs> Anywho. So many reasons to stop, and yet they do not. No, There's no, no, of course not. The one reason to keep going, Wayland and his ego. And his ego. And and their rampant curiosity. The, the other two scientists, the like anthropologist guy, the Italian anthropologist guy, and... The Scottish guy with kids who is some sort of chemist, let's say? Yeah, chemical engineer, they call him. Yeah. Sure. They're super, they're super intrigued. This is, I mean, not not to argue. It's neat. Neat that there's a pyramid down there that seems to be a mash of three different cultures from different parts of the globe that predates all of them. And cool. it's warm. Yes. And it's warm. It's toasty. And Wayland is dying of stuff in his lungs, so he's got some urgency, and she's in charge of them not dying. And then he has his own team that seems to be mostly security specialists. That includes Colin Salmon from Resident Evil, our <laughs> fine cubed British friend. And this uh, other woman who I really like. I like the other woman with yeah. her spiky hair. Yep. I believe in the movie she's Brousseau? Russo. Russo, yeah. Agatha de la Boulier. Uh, she's good. I mean, you don't really get to know much of anyone. All of them pretty much die very quickly. But I was a little sad about her death, not just because her hair was amazingly spiky, but because she has this great exchange with Sine Lathan, where, where you usually have 
like if there's only two women in the movie and both of them are badasses there's like a dick measuring contest you know like i'm gonna be in charge you have to listen to what i say you know i'm in charge of this mission like you're in charge as long as i say you're in charge i've got the gun that didn't happen it was just you like Sine Lathan noticed she was packing a gun and she asked her about it and she's like, you know, it's like a condom. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And Sine's like, I hear that. And that was it. It was just that like was super, mm-hmm. like a professional exchange. Mm-hmm. All I remember is how she died. Yep. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. The cracking. Oh, so. The ribs cracking. Oh, In the, the sacrificial chamber. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call this place again? Oh, yeah. The sacrificial chamber. They should change yeah. the name to Look Out, You're Dead. <laughs> <laughs> the Don't Come In Here room. You do have, so as they're wandering through, so they go down this this ice hole that they don't know how it got there, and they wander into this warm temple that's 2,000 feet under ice, and they, um, you know, the archaeologists of the team start to decipher the, like, um, writing on the wall and it's it's like only the chosen may enter and uh, something something hunters and um, these ancient pictures of you know serpent aliens fighting predators um, yeah so, th- so it's not it's not uh, it, it's got some like horror type elements to it which are kind of fun as they're kind of entering into this they, they play it they play it a little slow even though you're kind of it's kind of you know dumb that they're there but on the way in they also trip a a mechanism right mm-hmm. that that wakes up a very pissed off mama alien Yes. And I'm pretty sure she's pissed off because she's been pregnant for at least 100 years, if yes. not longer. But she comes out of the ground and is instantly like, <laughs> I like her. Yeah. I like her a lot. Yep. I think I was just going to say that I think that when she comes out, not only does she, is she like woken up and like raised out, but I think they're shocking her with electricity to like yes. get her awake very quickly mm-hmm. and get her producing more eggs. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was, she she starts laying eggs immediately too. I think that yes. probably also contributes to her mood. Like she's just she's pulled out of the ice. She slowly unfreezes, starts getting shocked, and starts giving birth just yeah. all at once. Yeah. Skipping ahead briefly, when she is released, spoiler alert, from her her prison down there, she sort of summons her offspring to her, and they acid is the culprit of getting the chains off of her. Is it because the her um, offspring are battering their own heads against it until they're bleeding acid? Or is it because they're puncturing her and making her bleed acid? Was that clear to anyone? It was it's an important hard, question. Yeah, it, I had a hard time deciphering what was happening at that moment. Okay. Um, it did seem like eventually they must have been hurting themselves because she didn't seem to be cut up although she was yelling about it so yeah it they made that really hard to decipher there was a lot of close-ups of alien flesh being you know cut so that the alien acid blood could come out but um yeah yeah um and then backing up we were just talking about the sort of imagery like you'll see like what's clearly a predator fighting an alien in like stone um as people walk in, and again, they just don't note, oh, that's two different alien creatures fighting, but we're good. <laughs> we're going to keep on exploring this, uh, just like pretending that, like they didn't see the space laser. Um, the the filmmaker's choices, like, so, you know, Alien 
is often regarded as a classic sci-fi film for good reason. Um, and one thing it did is really it didn't give the alien much screen time at all. And it very, very deliberately set up the whole reveal of the alien late in the film. Um, and uh, Aliens then was like, no, this is going to be like a war movie. Like, we know our audience knows what aliens are. We don't need to hide the aliens from them. We're going to, it's not going to be about that. It's going to be about engaging with them. Um, you know, the filmmakers who made this film had to wrestle with that question. It's like, do we have a long, drawn-out, prolonged, like, suspense-building period or not? And I found it very weird, and for me, off-putting, that, like, there would be random cuts from uh, five minutes and ten and twenty minutes in the film as they're showing the space expedition. They would just, like, zoom out from the ground to the Predator vessel orbiting and not show a Predator, but just, like, show the technology they were using or something like that. Um, did anyone else find that jarring at all? It's like, it, it, to me, it's like, are you, this isn't scary. I guess I'm learning a little bit about the prior, um, technology, but I didn't see a point to those cut. Like yeah. we knew the, the name of the movie is Alien vs. Predator. It's not exactly a shock that there's going to be predators involved. Did anyone have a reaction? Did they bump on that? I, I thought it was super unnecessary. Yeah. And didn't, it, it probably took away any kind of, um, mystery like you saw the predators shoot the space laser that cut the hole like you could have just left if you took the those scenes out you could have just left it oh now that there, now there's a hole and like look up and now you can see that it's you know that it came from space but we didn't like we already knew that because we saw them shoot that space laser at the earth i i felt like that yeah you should have just deleted those scenes and it would have been a little bit more interesting the movie is doing what their entry into the pyramid is doing, which is hitting you over the head with the fact that there's an alien species, um, just to see if you're awake. Yeah. <laughs> but did you did you see that when we went to the ship, like we didn't show any predators, but inexplicably the map we're using to navigate is just in a room with no one in it, but with predator helmets surrounding it. So like, do you get it? <laughs> do you, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but do you get it? It's cool, predators? right? Predators. It's a, probably a predator ship, maybe. <laughs> There's a reading of this of this film, if you want to dig deep, where Wayland, comma, this the richest and most connected person on the planet, was well aware of the different visits the predators have made to Earth over the many years because he's got the technology and the research and the whatever. And so when he says to the people that they should stay behind and take some measurements of the sacrificial chamber, he was aware, not specifically of the aliens that were about to take over, but like you, you can you can look at this movie and think that maybe Waylon knew a lot more than we think that he knew. You know, there's already hints to it, um, and I, I I found that to be really interesting, but that never really evolved into anything. Um, but I thought it'd be really cool if he had done the research and seen about the jungles from Predator 1 and uh, uh, downtown L.A. from Predator 2 uh, and Danny Glover's... Uh, Danny? Donald. Danny Glover. Danny Glover, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, take on that. But uh, but no, he just sort of dies. Yep. I want to believe that Wayland was part of a secret society that still worships the Predators and he lured them all there because without the humans, there would be no hunt. That's, that would be awesome yeah. if See, that, that would were have been part of the story. More interesting, yeah. 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 Yep. And that his fortune was actually made off of technology that they continued to supply him with that he then developed into his vast empire. 
since since the history the history is like oh yeah they came to earth and gave us the the you know ability to build these amazing pyramids and worship them that you know it almost feels like this is i am curious what the original screenplay was like because Mm. especially if you look at a movie like prometheus where they do kind of have those double crosses in it of like we knew more than we were letting on and we had our own agenda kind of thinking and these it's it's almost like somebody had a more interesting idea and then they got a hold of it and like yeah let's make this alien versus predator but like to the next level mm-hmm. but i kind of want there to be a story no it's just going to be some <laughs> fan service and creature fights I don't mm-hmm. think that's good, though. And we don't actually have time for fan service, so it's just going to be creature fights. Right. We're just going to do, like, a, they're going to hang some people, and then there's going to be, like, you know that throwing thing that they have? Yeah, that thing was really, like, the disc that just spins? Yeah, that wasn't cool enough. We're going to put blades on it! But that's not what yep. it looks like. Blades on it! <laughs> 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 I just, you're really hurting my soul at this point, sir. Oh, my God, I've got so yeah. many more ideas! I love when you have conversations with yourself. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, deep, my deep dive into the trivia of this movie suggests that, like, the reason why the Predator's armor um, would uh, disintegrate due to alien acid, um, but that uh, throwing star situation didn't, yeah, was question. because the throwing star was actually carved from alien bone. A really cool detail that was wasn't in the movie, and so at a certain point, like you can you can like after the fact add in as much trivia as you want, <laughs> but right. if you do, if you don't present any of that in the film, then you don't get full credit for it. Yeah. Um, I, I want to set the stake. So you 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 have, um, you you have this expedition. They've arrived at the pyramid. They've stepped on a stone, which has triggered the queen to be electrocuted and spawn. Uh, they've left people behind sacrificial chamber, so you've got the eggs coming up in, and uh, you have this realization. Oh, then they see, okay, they use a combination lock. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, that is lock. set to every hundred years. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, so okay, so they that's where the predators kept their weapons. So I guess the idea is that the predators, a hundred years later, with a hundred years better technology, maybe would be limited to only using the technology from the traditional mm-hmm. you know combative tech like technology at the time but right. they wouldn't they wouldn't they couldn't just bring relics they had to use the actual use relics them, that were yeah. sitting there and they couldn't um, bring yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so once they picked them up indiana jones style that caused the the pyramids to start um changing every metric 10 minutes yep obviously um, they do mention that the Aztec calendar, I don't know, uh, was was metric, uh, which is false. According to my research, it was base 20, uh, not base 10. So the movie's like like going out of its way to point out a detail to justify itself. That is wrong. Yes, it's completely <laughs> yep. not okay. right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they also didn't have minutes. Right. <laughs> nope. yeah. really, they nope. didn't break time down that, that finely. So that the... Pyramid rearranges itself exactly every ten minutes is weird. Plus, I guess that was that was part of the challenge too. Was that it was like a like we're gonna we're gonna make this like alien this traditional hunt of the aliens the most dangerous prey. We're gonna make it harder by adding jumping puzzles. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is cool. Like I actually like I like the construction of the ritualistic hunt. Like I think a lot of thought went into the conception of that, like creating the temple, making it change. 
then they had to make it work within the bounds of the movie story they'd created, and they super didn't. Mm. Like, there was no particular reason why people would have been in the sacrificial chamber when somebody grabbed the guns. The fact that they grabbed the guns seemed to freak out the predators because the predators, in theory, were right. the ones who were supposed to grab them themselves. Yep. And they start running. The sequence. They start yep. running. Exactly. Like, oh, shit, someone got the guns. And that triggers the eggs to come up and, like, incubate the people. Right. right. So why would the combination on their sacred gun safe be something that the humans know? Like, based on a system that the humans understand. Yep. Yeah. Based on the um, human calendar. Like, and since they can, they, they, they have a little tracker on their arm that shows them exactly where in the temple the people are. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't they also be, like, mildly concerned that the people that don't know what's going on might maybe go to the gun chamber? Like, they're just, they're super casual about their sacred hunt. Yeah. 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 And then who, how, why was anyone even in the chamber when somebody grabbed the guns? Like, it, they could have just as easily gone, gone together. Theoretically, the ones who on the hunt are often youth, youthful predators, because they're just establishing themselves. So they could be dumb. That's fine. Um, but the idea, the idea that they're running, also brings to the fact that like a, the alien um, movies do have a timeline issue where it's like, okay, how does this little chestburster quickly grow into a full-grown xenomorph, often in the span of a couple hours, often mm-hmm. without eating anything? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I don't, like, okay, that's its own issue. But, like, it's usually actually a matter of days. And in this movie, it was a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, may, maybe hours, maybe hours. But um, the maybe the Predators knew that. They're like, oh, the, when they started running because somebody had taken the guns, they're like, oh, shit, I just remembered. The director of this movie doesn't care about continuity. <laughs> we those aliens are going to be full grown in seconds. We, yeah. we need to run and, and get those. We guns. have mere minutes, or we are screwed. <laughs> yeah, yep. yep. Um, that also during that scene where they're looking at the, uh, at, I want to say the hieroglyphs or the or the writing, uh, the they it leads to one of the the coolest and dumbest scenes as they sort of tell the story of how, uh, yeah, oh I, I'm, pu- I'm, pi- I'm figuring this out now. I realize now that this is traditional hunting grounds. And, and then the movie, of course, cuts to like a fully animated, realized vision of predators landing on the top of the pyramid, defending themselves and celebrating victory against aliens or thousands of aliens. You're running up the predators as they light the bomb on their wrist that detonates everything to protect the planet from getting completely overrun by aliens. And as it, as Amber said in the chat, who wrote that? (laughs) (laughs) If that's what happened, then the pyramid's not there. Right. Um, Yeah. But maybe it's part of the telling of the story that, Oh, if that happened hypothetically, uh, maybe, but um See the visual of having a couple of prayers at the top of the pyramid with thousands of aliens running up in them. That that's what I'm. That's what I'm there for. Sign me yeah. up for that. Yeah. Um, that would have been an interesting movie to see just the aliens and the prayers fight as opposed to ninety percent of the meaningless humans um, exist. Yeah, and then the very first alien takes out two of the predators right away. Right. Oh yeah. They are yeah. not prepared. They are not at all prepared. They're I guess not. without the guns, they they were not intending to fight them without their little guns. Mm-hmm. Here is uh, here's here's some more lore. Um, that alien, his name is Grid, because he had the net attached to him that squeezed him, creating a grid-like pattern in his skin. Um, only character in any movie ever to kill two predators. 
um, in one movie, I believe. I read that, and I think that checks out. Also revealing that the directors and producers of this movie had sort of been on the records. Like, they were big fans of the Aliens universe, and eh, about the Predators. <laughs> so, And you can kind of tell in looking at this movie that this was a movie that deeply respected the Aliens, but didn't yeah. respect the Predators so much, which, which I think was part of my problem, because... In comic, uh, technically, in the comic book lore, any predator would be able to take out multiple aliens, no problem, with any experience. It's really the fact that the the aliens' numbers give them the advantage, um, and the fact that this first random alien takes out two predators is uh, uh it's cool. Um, but it, you know, whatever. It, it, if that's yeah. not consistent with the lore, that's okay. I'm here for that too. Um, also, uh, in this movie, not a single human is killed by an alien. Huh. They're killed by the chest bursters, yeah. so you know technically. Yeah. But the aliens only take them um, uh, t- to have them birth more chest bursters, whereas the predators kill everybody, everybody they can. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. I don't have a problem with the fact that aliens don't kill the people. Like they're the people are a scarce resource. It's their only way to reproduce. So. Yep. yep. If there's only seven people stupid enough to walk into your pyramid, you got to use all of them to make Makes sense. babies. Yep. Yeah. She's mama's making all those eggs no matter what. So right, you gotta, you gotta put them to place. work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I wrote at some point that like <laughs> these like twenty minute old aliens are really taking these predators, <laughs> these trained predators to task. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What we don't know is that it's twenty minute old aliens versus one year old predators. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just a baby mm. brawl. Yeah, these yeah. predators were born ten <laughs> minutes before the movie started. They actually grow quickly too. Um, wow. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Love to read you some more trivia, but I can't see it because the water. <laughs> The drop <laughs> <laughs> what this movie ultimately boils down to is everyone's dead. Uh, the people who you sort of got to know die tragically because chest bursters or whatever. And it, it comes down to Sine Lathan and one predator. Because the other predators, as we just noted, die. Aliens are reproducing like gangbusters very rapidly. She manages to kill an alien. With a spear after the predator drops it because he's getting owned. Yeah, that's amazing. Wins the respect of the predator by both surviving, and then he was gonna walk away, and she's like, "You're not going anywhere without me." Yeah, she's like, "You know what? I have to choose a side here." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Hmm, okay." It makes her a spear out of an alien's tail and a shield out of the alien's headpiece, and demonstrates that, of course, its own blood cannot melt mm-hmm. it. So they, they communicate very effectively with charades. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he right. also explains that his wrist thing is a bomb by mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. like the exploding yes. hand signal, which is apparently universal across yeah. all cultures and species. Big bada boom, yeah. And they're just in it together. They just She just runs off with her spear and her shield That's after great. him. He's like, make yourself useful. I'm not taking you out of here for nothing. Yeah. And that to me is how the movie works. I love Sine Lathan's character. And I love the fact that it comes down to this kick-ass lady just holding her own with a predator against aliens. I, it has nothing him. to do. Yes. She sasses has, him so hard. She does. She yeah. sasses a predator. Yeah. She sasses a predator she's watched kill people and aliens. He, th- there's almost nothing more badass than the, than the fact that this grotesque creature that... Uh, um, 
that is drooling so much apparently that like they they couldn't shut the drooling off <laughs> when they were building <laughs> this creature to have on set um and 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 it's horrifying acid for blood and whatever like but to make the shield she needs to stick her hand into its cranium and hold something there and presumably it's cleaned out well enough but like it's a badass image of her holding it up, but it's even better when you imagine this like willpower she would need to stick her hand into this thing <laughs> and just hold it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. That yeah. I, I want. I also think I saw. Okay, so I've seen a scene where when he's making that shield for her, um, she's like looking at it, and he, the alien's been dead for minutes. Um, and as she's like looking at it, and he's handing her it, all of a sudden the his um the the inner mouth. Uh, like jumps out at her, which is weird because she it already been dead. Did that happen in this movie? I think that's a like a cut scene that I saw. Yeah, yeah. Where he and- pranked her by like pressing a nerve in this dead because he knows how to do it. And, and so like when she when her head was close, the predator gave her some sass too. And that's a great scene. I wish they hadn't cut right because. It's one of those scenes where I bet they hadn't told her the actress that this was about mm-hmm. to happen. You know, um, so. Yeah, but but that was not in the version we saw last night. I no, think. no, yeah. they put it when she kills the alien. She has it on the spear. The little baby head comes out. Then I don't right. know what yeah. that thing is called. What's it called? I want to say proboscis. Is that a thing? Is that <laughs> an amoeba I mean, thing? That's a that's, that's a butterfly thing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, one second. Has anyone come up with any other alien animal crossovers? <laughs> I, I missed my deadline on that, but mm, <laughs> just yeah. just keep keep them flowing. Yep. Yep. Orcalian. Nice. Oh, I, I also want to... Um, <gasps> That'd be uh, the worst. Butterfly alien? But, batalian? Batalian, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, th- there's like a cool um, speech where... Uh, what is it? She is talking about how her dad died, right? Um, and it, it it's this... And he's talk, she's talking with Wayland about how they, they climbed up the mountain and 700 feet from the summit, uh, her dad uh, broke his ankle or something and they but but they 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 soldiered on and they got to the top and they had champagne and her first drink ever was at fourteen thousand feet with her dad uh and then they went back home and or they started you know climbing back down and uh oops a doodle he got a blood clot as resulting from his injury and he died like 20 feet from base camp or whatever um and i think amber you 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 had the best response to that because then waylon was saying uh, like as she's sort of saying, this is a precautionary tale. This is like we should take it easy. Um, and Waylon's response was, uh, you know, what do you think your dad remembers most? You know, uh, uh, getting that injury <laughs> or drinking champagne with his daughter at fourteen thousand feet. <laughs> and Amber, do you remember what you said in response to that? I said he his his last thought was probably ow this really hurts I'm dead I remember nothing right <laughs> um, it's like a really cool story but then when you think about it for just a moment everything breaks apart like he mm-hmm. doesn't remember having champagne with his daughter at fourteen thousand feet because he's dead um, he's super dead he yeah, had yeah. that memory for about an hour maybe uh, and he was in tremendous pain for that entire hour and I feel like that is a little bit like maybe the director of this movie put that in as like a little microcosm of this movie like movie, it looks yeah. kind of cool there's like slow motion scenes for reasons um, but when you think about it for more than a second you're like uh, it breaks apart but still fun still fun I do like the scene where she's trying to jump over a chasm with her friend, the translator, 
and um, she like starts to fall and he grabs her and like helps her and then they both realize that there's an alien inches away from his feet his face that's uh that's terrifying that's a good moment and he just gets dragged away and and she was the one in danger and then she was the safe one and it was it was a pretty solid horror reversal they didn't have a lot of those moments but that was yeah that was very well done yeah so we get to the end where snea lathan and uh, and the predator are trying to get out because uh, he's gone ahead and sent set his explodey um, uh, wrist bomb um, onto the like pile of alien eggs, and so they are they are um, uh, running and getting out of the tunnel, and then uh, of course um, the mom alien has been set free, and despite the fact that everything's blown up in this pyramid, she. Um, comes out of the wreckage it is now um she's now on top of the ice oh no she's escaped and uh so they have a really fun um uh wailing village uh fight before yes. uh yeah they they wail on the the mama alien in a wailing village they mm-hmm. do i feel like it's a it's a neat it's a neat scene she's working with the predator like they both have their respect for each other um i think oh! it's a good it's a good fight. Yeah. It is a good fight. It is preceded by this like really cool solemn moment that was for me led to the funniest moment in our text chat. Ah, uh, yes. Uh they 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 hmm. they blow it up. She she says I hope it kills every fucking one of them because you know, it's PG-13 so they get one F bomb. She mm-hmm. uses it well. They make it out and they think they're done and so Predator turns to her and he pulls out the, he, he marked himself earlier after he made his first alien kill with this like symbol on his forehead that he burned into it with alien blood. And thank goodness he saved a little alien finger with some blood on it. And he pulls it out and he, he just looks at her expectantly. She's like, oh, I get this. I saw you do this. And she turns her cheek and he, he marks her with the symbol of having killed aliens. You know, we respect each other now. And Adrian said... <laughs> She doesn't realize that means they're married now. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so hard. And then when the alien, like shortly, like Prudential almost immediately, the alien bursts up out and like the predator and the alien go at it hard. The alien has, you know, the upper hand. And then here comes Lathan just screaming off from the side and just like, plugs the alien in the side with a spear yep. i think she knows they're married i think she's thinking yeah. get off my husband <laughs> <laughs> because that's some intensity right there yeah yeah she means it she does and she seals herself with the carcass of a different alien from the acid that's spilling out of the queen exactly it's a cool moment i don't think like the physics doesn't work so well she would be a pool of deadness sure. but yeah. it's a cool it's a cool visual yep, yep. great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh i think i i know it's pure cgi but the scene the moment where the predator jumps over the mama alien and then does this like mid-air reverse thrust of a spear through her head is just mm-hmm. kind of cool looking it's just it kind of cool looking i liked that yeah yeah that was fun I want to. I will. I will ask uh, my DMs who I am talking with right now. Uh, my 
uh, yeah, if I can get my my character Mickey to pull off that move at some point, <laughs> it's not going to go well. You're going to have to roll real good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm going to be like, I want disadvantage, but if it ro- if if I can do it with disadvantage, can it be in slow motion, please? <laughs> uh, uh, I doesn't mean it. anything. Yeah, uh, it's a, that is a great that is a great move. And so they are able to uh, tie her to a falling w- water. Water uh, tankard tank, thing yeah. That she goes has, down. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. would be if it's if it's in a freezing place. Why would you have a water <laughs> tank? Adrian is just just shaking her head. No. Can I no, can no, I get no. a check on no, that no. science? Can I get a check on <laughs> no, that no. science? No. 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 What if it's you, not a water tank? What if it's a, a um like a the opposite tank? of water? It could be a fuel tank. Yeah, it could be a fuel tank. Yeah, a heating tank. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Definitely not water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's say fuel tank. It's, uh, it's weighed yeah. down by a fuel tank. It's about to go under. But, but just it, before. They, you don't hold fuel tanks up on stilts. That's designed <laughs> to create water pressure. Um, <laughs> you don't do. You, you need um, fuel pressure, Dan. Fuel pressure. <laughs> fuel pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we Anywho. all know that uh, alien queens are very susceptible to nothing, um, but presumably the cold will. Yeah, um, <laughs> Snail Ethan had talked earlier about if we, you know, if we fall into this water, we'd be dead in three minutes. So we we have to assume that this alien can't can't survive with no oxygen and freezing temperatures. We've I'm seen sure her it's frozen fine. before. She was she was very effectively frozen and for she was. years. Yeah. 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 Um, and and survived. Yes, and <laughs> right. survived. Um, Just yes. Uh, we the you know the the final shot of her is from the depths, looking as she sort of falls toward the camera, uh, which is a a shout out to aliens when she is ejected from the ship um, after a little with Ripley. brine shrimp aliens. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Little tiny itty bitty me. Um, that scene is also shouted out in uh, in in uh, Infinity War when Spider Man and Iron Man and Doctor Strange uh, shoot the the magic user out into space too. And then and then of course the uh, predator the the predator dies. All of the other predators appear out of nowhere and take uh, his body to their ship and uh, leave it alone by itself in reverence. And then a predalien just pops out of his his chest because they didn't check him for chest bursters like you would. Nope, nope they don't. And Sine is Lathan is, is still alive. Uh, they give her a spear because they notice her fancy face mark. They notice her and her marriage. Yeah, they oh. notice that she was married and that um, she is owed her late husband's inheritance, which was a fancy spear. <laughs> Which she accepts with gratitude and stoicism, and then uh, just kind of heads off across the ice with a long sleeve shirt on and a spear. <laughs> yep. 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 She's it's gonna... okay. It's not that cold. It's not that cold. We did learn that. Now, now that we know it's not actually the Antarctic, she's fine. She, she's fine she keeps up like kind of a jogging pace. She should be able to keep warm enough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the two two predator traditions to dig into. One is the fact that like that ship probably didn't just appear at the right time to see the end. Like when they send down these uh, these ritual soldiers to prove their worth in this macho, toxic masculinity performance, 
I think that they just hover up and use their advanced technology to watch. So you can imagine that whole time the Predators are in their ship eating Predator popcorn. Just being like, oh, shit. Grid got two of you? You guys are idiots. Um, (laughs) You bastards. Just like laughing. You know, but like, or like actually sad that they're like seeing what a poor performance their friends Mm, have put on. That was my child. Yeah, right? Like their mom and dad are like hoping to like welcome them back. Like, oh, dang. He just got alien tailed. Yeah. Um, the it other must thing bring great shame on their family. Yeah, yeah. agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, side note that the, the marking is like two curved lines. One sort of uh, like at the top of an umbrella, and the other down has been speculated to be sort of a marking of a stylized alien, right? Like the the shape of their dome head, huh. right, and then their mm. body. Mm. Um, again, could have been a cool thing in a movie, but wasn't. Um, and yeah, the other idea is that like when a predator is bested in battle or has a, a human has earned their respect, uh, they're often given a token, right? Like she was given the spear, um, like Glover was given a revolver mm-hmm. from like the Wild West, indicating yep. like these different visits, which is really really cool. But when Arnold beat the predator, the predator was like, "Fuck you! I'm not giving anything. I'm gonna blow you up." <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Which makes you realize that the predator from the original predator was just an asshole who didn't follow the, like, yeah. the conventions. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, excellent. Hey, what did uh, everybody think of this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, crazy balls or K? And let's start with Adrian. What, what were your feelings? I have to admit, watching this movie again, I, I didn't love it. I feel like maybe I loved it the first time because I was excited about seeing this black woman in this kind of role where she's orienteering and, and on the ice and knows how to survive. But there are so many things. There are just so many parts where this movie breaks down. And and my favorite is when they say, ancient maps show Antarctica ice-free. The ancient maps are more than 30 million years old that they're talking about. It predates humanity. <laughs> so, so, so you get this one is science zero. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that just instant, that's, that goes to instant craze balls. I think craze balls cubed. Um, I did have, I did have fun with it. So it's not a K for me. Um, but yeah, I, so weird. So crazy. So many, so many almosts in yep. this film. Yeah, yeah, a lot of almosts in this movie. Yeah, Dan, what about you? I, I, I got to give it regrettable, um, mostly because of just the the opportunity cost, the like, the, what what this movie could have been. And I actually encourage you, and I, I have it somewhere. Um, like the original Alien vs Predator comic book showed um, these showed like a much better version that I wish could have been made into a movie. And I, th- I think this, I think it could have been so much better than it was. Um, but again. I loved watching it. I specifically loved watching it with the three of you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. And like Adrian said, it's not it's not a K because I don't I didn't walk out being like eh. I, I walked out being like oh man, there were some neat moments and some hints of what it could have been, and it wasn't those things. Uh, I think this is crazy balls for me. I think I I I am right with Adrian. I, the first time I watched it, I was so into it. Like I thought it was so cool and it was just something I hadn't really seen before and it wasn't what I was expecting. And I actually hadn't watched any of the Predator movies and I'd only seen one of the Alien movies, like one of the the later ones. I think the one where they resurrect Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Four, yeah. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have any of that background. I just was watching a ridiculous movie. 
now watching it again, I'm a little older, I'm not gonna say wiser, maybe just angrier. And yeah, it's, it is a movie of a lot of almosts. It's, it's, I, there are pieces there that I really still like, but a lot of it also just kind of disappoints me in what it could have done and didn't do. And the storytelling was kind of really lazy. It's, it, I don't think it would have been harder to make a more interesting, intricate, complex narrative. It's a pretty quick movie, you know, it's an hour and 40 minutes, but it's an hour and 40 minutes that had, like, like the, the, the shots to the Predator ship that just weren't necessary and didn't help the story along or really add anything atmospheric. Yeah, it was, it was a movie a lot of almost, well, like, like Colin Salmon almost getting cubed again by that net. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> We've got Colin Salmon back from Resident Evil, and, uh, God, is he ever in a movie almost, he's not cubed in? Almost gets cubed by that net. Ah, so close. Poor guy. Your comments, Amber, remind me that in rewatching this movie, there was never a point where I was afraid. Like, the the suspense buildup was never to the point, either because of the cinematography or the absence of appropriate music or, um, you know, cheap gimmicks. But I was never afraid. And there were points... You know, having recently rewatched Resident Evil movies, even ones I've seen like multiple times, in each one of those, I think there's something that still surprises me or catches me off guard or gives me that little element of fear that you expect when you're watching something that's kind of in that horror science fiction genre. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> Megan? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'm in the... Um, I'm in the K craze balls where I feel like um, it does something that for a 2004 movie, even for a today movie, like you don't see women of color being the, um, you know, the the heroes of a movie that often, especially in sci-fi, especially everywhere. So like, I think that that is something um, that speaks well for it. And she does have this really fun kind of relationship with the predator, but, I, but yes, it misses on, on, a, on a number of different levels that I, I wish that they, that like there's a cooler story in there somewhere or, or a better way of telling the same story or something that, mm -hmm. um, that I'm, I'm sad that we, we don't get to see where she, where she flies off into the sunset with her predator husband. Yes. Mm -hmm. And their predalien baby. <laughs> I don't care if it's not mine. We'll raise it like a family. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Dan. Danathan, if you will. Yes. Do you have an Abby story? Uh, I am so glad you asked, um, because I don't. But I have a Meggy story, as told oh. by Abby, all oh queued up right here. Oh, so okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna press play and let you all hear it, um, and then I can send you a better quality if you, your editing magic can't make it work. Um, I asked earlier today, Abby, do you have a Maggie story? And this is what she said. Um, I love Maggie, and um, I love when Maggie hugs me, and she. I'm, I love making that soap with her, you Maggie, and I. I hope you have a good weekend this year. I hope you have a good weekend this year. I do hope I have a good weekend this year, too. That is a fantastic well-wish of confusion. Yep. <laughs> she remembers making soap with you, Meg. Yeah, apparently that one stood out. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is that is the best. 
I'm, I am, I think that's a great Maggie story. Yep. Makes oh me my smile. gosh. I think we have our sign off. I hope you have a good weekend this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. If Abby coins the sign off, oh, yes. if it can replace Megan's desperate attempt to continue to make references. Ooh, have a good weekend this year. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Does that mean, like, of the next 52, I hope at least one At is least good. one of them's good. <laughs> have a I mean, good one this year. No, no pressure. One. Like, honestly, yeah. as things are, it, you know, if you have a good one this year, that's that's pretty good. Uh, do, does anyone do recommendation or? I've got a decent one. Everyone here, people at home listening, just ignore me. And everyone think of your own recommendation while I speak. Um, there's a, um, something called the Turing Tumble. Turing, T-U-R-I-N-G. And it's, uh, it's like a game-ish where you just have a flat uh, plane and you put um, uh, marbles in on the top of it. And based on the way you arrange different pieces, the marbles can fall into different slots. Um, and that's not a great explanation of it. But because the different pieces are color-coded and because there's an instruction booklet that tells you a story as you learn how to use the different pieces and you have different um, objectives, different outcomes, uh, it's kind of, they compare it to learning how to code um, and they're not wrong. There's a different game that uh, is like Three Little Piggies that I play with Abby where, you know, you're supposed to put them, supposed to fit three pigs and one wolf on a grid of five by five pegs. Um, and protect them with houses and there's 50 levels that they come in a book and you can you, you can skip to level 50 and everyone on this call everyone listening could probably just do level 50 in a few seconds i skipped from like page five to page 10 of 50 um and i had no idea what i was doing and, but i know that i could if i kept trying um and so yeah turning tumble was like a fun game abby's super into it um, but I'm even more into it, and so I, I encourage people to look it up. Awesome. Adrian, do you have a recommendation? Eat some vegetables. Mm. Ah. No, I'm just kidding. Excellent. <laughs> it's, it's an excellent recommendation. recommendation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Avoid Amber? the scurvy. Stay <laughs> regular. Mm-hmm. Get a good Have poop a good in. weekend this year. <laughs> have a good poop this year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amber, you got anything? It's a very. I don't have to do recommendations no, when we have do. guest episodes. Of course you don't. You, leave me alone. Okay. Um, well, thank do you. Do what ever- you're gonna do, you monster! Thank you, everyone, for being here uh, for this lovely, um, just expert-filled podcast. I feel like we really covered um, scientifically how uh, everything about this movie. So I appreciate you. We elevated the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, so smart. Um, so I'm gonna say what I say every time, which is. Have a good weekend this year, folks. Yes. You can't. Yes. That was, that was, that's yes. my sign off. You just took my yes. sign off. I thought it was art. Well, then you say it then. No, you do something awful. And then I get to say, have a good weekend this year. <sighs> so I still have to come up with my stupid rock quotes. Yes, you do. <sighs> All right. Well, we've got it on tape that you want me to do my stupid rock quotes. So yes. no, we don't. We absolutely don't. Well, Amber does. <laughs> <laughs> that's right guess what's getting edited out <laughs> uh, alright like I say every time a rock has no detectable opinion about gravity I haven't heard you say that before it's fine 
I guess that's that's fine. That's less annoying than some other things you said. I think I think the period's in the wrong part of that sentence. A rock has no detectable opinion about gravity. About gravity. Here we go. <laughs> Something else. Oh, sure, the the, the sure second part of the care. sentence is a prequel to a bigger story. <laughs> <laughs> about gravity. I'm I'm changing like, subjects now. It actually like sounds about my uh, sounds about what you would be talking about in like a science one hundred and one class at Ohio State. <laughs> no, no, a rock has no detectable opinion. Okay, about gravity. <laughs> gravity. Let's back to the topic, people. <laughs> but which which also presupposes that one student was just like, "What do you think rocks think about this?" <laughs> a rock has no detectable opinion. Yeah. About gravity. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm glad we established that. Everyone, this has been a delight, and I want you to have a good weekend this year. Bye.